Welcome to episode 15 of the Invited Along podcast. Hello world, this is Juan. And this is Quentin. We're an international couple traveling around the world for love, work, and the pursuit of wonder. Through this podcast, we invite you to come along with us as we discover places near and far while treading lightly and not breaking the bank. After making a quick pit stop in Sydney, Australia, we're jumping all the way across the Pacific to land in Calgary, Canada, for the second of two weddings we're attending this year. And since we're again in a new country, let's talk quick facts. Now, of course, most people listening know of Canada, but just in case. Canada is a country located in North America, right above the United States. It is the second largest country in the world by landmass, and actually contains more than 50% of all the freshwater lakes in the world. Keep this fact in mind, you will need it for later. Since Canada is very cold on average, about 90% of the population lives 150 kilometers from the southern border, where the weather is a bit more temperate, with the principal cities being Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, Quebec City, etc. Calgary, where we're going this week, is also a large city, but is actually the exception as it is located about 250 kilometers from the border. Canada has two official languages, English and French, but it also has a multitude of languages and dialogues belonging to Aboriginal peoples. So here, the term encompasses First Nations, Matisse, and Inuit people. Just like in Australia, this native population represents about 3% of the total population, and they are fighting hard to get more political representation. Otherwise, Canada is also part of the Commonwealth. However, they drive on the right. Their currency is the Canadian dollar, with one US dollar equals 1.3 Canadian dollar at the time of recording. Now let's talk takeoff, where we cover the logistics of crossing the Pacific Ocean. This one has been a long time in the making. Ever since we received the invitation to this wedding, Juan has been working out a way to incorporate this trip in our travels. Luckily, her planning coincided with the launch of Chase's new aeroplan card, which came with a hefty 100,000 points as a sign-up bonus on top of other benefits. And why does that matter? Well, because Aeroplan is actually the loyalty program of Air Canada. So these 100,000 points, we were able to use them for flights that were going to or from Canada. Uh, these points were available as two 50k vouchers each, which we were able to use for two business class tickets from Sydney to Calgary with a short layover in Vancouver. Without the points, that would have been a cool 10,000 US dollars to pay. So we're really glad it worked out. If you want to learn more about Aeroplan Sweet Spots, you can check out Prince of Travel on YouTube who specializes in Canadian travel hacks. Yes, and for all our Canadian listeners out there, the Canadian system is different from the US. There are different credit cards available, different banks offering intro bonuses and such, so definitely go follow the Canadian specialists. As for accommodations, we stayed with friends of the bride's family for five nights before the wedding, and here we want to give a huge shout out to Karen and Scott for hosting us. And it's the first time we've had like a kitchen in maybe three months, and it was incredible. Something like that. It was a great feeling. The wedding itself was in Banff, roughly an hour and a half northwest of Calgary. 
and for the nights before and after the wedding reception, we booked nights at the Buffalo Mountain Lodge using the wedding party discount. We're not giving the prices here because it was during the peak season in Banff, and our deal just doesn't reflect the reality in terms of pricing if you're not booking with a discount. We then used 45,000 IHG points to spend one night at the Holiday Inn in Canmore, which is a beautiful mountain town between Banff and Calgary, and actually got upgraded to a King Loft Suite. For comparison purposes, if you remember, for about the same price in points, we were able to stay for four nights at a luxury hotel in Penang, Malaysia. So we're really feeling the difference now that we've left Asia. Finally, we used 29,000 Hilton points to spend one night at the Hampton Inn in Calgary Airport because this Hampton Inn offered a 24-hour shuttle service to the airport and we had a very early morning flight. And for the first time on our trip, we also rented a car. It proved really useful to go from Calgary to the wedding, which was in Banff, and explore the beautiful Banff National Park around us. We used Turo for the first time. If you don't know about it, it's essentially Airbnb for cars where random people just put their cars for short-term lease available online. And we spent about 286 US dollars for four days of rental, and that does not include the gas. Because of the peak tourist season, this was actually the cheapest we could find, but it serviced us perfectly well. And now it's time for in-flight entertainment, where we discuss what we did that week, starting with the city of Calgary itself. Now, like we said, we were there for a wedding first and foremost, and so a lot of our activities this week are not really something you can reproduce if you listen to this podcast. For instance, the father of the bride, the inimitable Rob Ferguson, gave us a curated walk-in tour of Calgary. That is not something that is available to the public, but if you go to Calgary and you bump into him, I'm sure you could convince him to do it again. I think he really enjoyed it. I told Rob, I think this is an Airbnb experience in the making. You heard it here first. But there's still plenty to do in Calgary, even without Rob to guide you around. For instance, first day that we arrived in Calgary, we head up 17th Avenue, which is Calgary's main spot for food, drinks, and good vibes. We went and actually got pizza. It's been a long time since we had pizza. Sometimes you just need to have pizza. Okay? Yeah. We went and had pizza at Una and then later went back for some pre-wedding drinks and festivities with a big group of wedding guests. We also visited Fort Calgary. Now, this is a bit of a spot where you would go as like, you know, a primary school student with your class and your chaperones. But we thought, you know what? We know nothing about Calgary history. Let's get a little bit of information. So this is a place where you can learn about the history of Calgary as a place, how it got established. And this includes the history of the different treaties between the crown and the indigenous people that disproportionately disadvantage indigenous folks and their lands. You learn about the Canadian railway system and the Mounties and how those played in with European settlers as part of their Western expansionism. There was also a really good Indigenous artist exhibition at Fort Calgary, which really showcased different artists telling their own narratives. And I thought it was really interesting that for many of these artists, it named the artist's name, and then under which treaty territory do they currently live in now? So that's something I had not known about regarding Canadian history, and I would like to learn more. 
Yeah, I also had a great time there, and you could really tell that the exhibit originally, maybe 20 years ago, so did not necessarily spend enough time explaining the situation from the point of view of Aboriginal people, of First Nation people, Metis, Inuit, because uh, Fort Calgary started more as a, essentially, the one of the ancestors of the Mountie police, as we know it. Uh, but they really seem to have revamped it and added a lot of more of historical context from the point of view of uh, the local peoples that were already there for thousands of years. So we appreciated that part. Another thing to see that's actually quite close from Fort Calgary is Studio Bell. It is the home of the National Music Centre in Calgary and it is an incredible music museum. I am a big fan of music. I'm a big fan of music museums because they're either very interesting or very silly or both and this one i think was kind of both because you definitely had some cooking instruments left and right but you also had a lot of stuff that was really cool interactive exhibits you could straight up try instruments try to learn instruments for the first time create your music with all sorts of i would say tools and they had those exhibits put in place for kids to learn about how sound works and that was really well done with like pvc pipes to create like a tiny organ that sort of things a lot of musical halls of fame uh, one for example for country calgary loves its country uh, one for quebecois artists and i was actually very surprised as a french guy to recognize a lot of those names a lot of the names i did not know were quebecois uh, especially everything that had to do with musicals that are popular in france and yeah, you know, you also had exhibits showing, for example, the sunglasses from the song Sunglasses at Night. First of all, I did not know it was from a Canadian artist. Second of all, it was really cool to see the actual sunglasses. So overall, a great time at this uh, Studio Bale. And of course, you cannot go to Canada without going to Tim Hortons or Timmy H, as Juan really <laughs> wants to call it. I'm trying to make it a thing, but it's not shorter. No, it's not shorter. I don't think it's a thing, but you know. Uh, <laughs> it became a thing for us, and that's all that matters. Right. Marriage is all about compromise, and so now we call it Timmy H. <laughs> but their hazelnut cold brew, honestly, was fantastic. Yeah, I've heard that apparently Timmy, uh, Tim Hortons. Timmy <laughs> you got it, Timmy H. <laughs> started. Uh, I heard that their coffee used to be better, and they changed provider, and now it's not as good as it once was. For our purposes, it did the job. I was not particularly expecting, like, you know, groundbreaking quality coffee. So, Tim Hortons, of course, pilgrimage point when you're going to Canada. Outside of Calgary, of course, we spent some time at Banff National Park. This is such a dream destination for so many people, so I'm so happy that we got to visit and for such a special occasion. Straight off the bat, you need to know that in order to enter Banff National Park, you need to have some sort of a park pass, either weekday or annual. So because we were going with several friends who were staying in Banff for a few days longer after us, we decided to split the annual pass with them. So shout out to Susie and Alex, who are our hiking and carpooling buddies. And this annual pass was $112.79 US dollars um, at the time of recording. So it is pretty sizable, but the daily cost was something like $20. So if you're just going to stay even a week, it might be worth getting the annual pass. And just so we're clear, these passes are good for one vehicle. I think up to seven people, something like that. Yeah, something like that. We 
ended up getting two cars in the end when Susie and Alex got their own car for the rest of their trip and we just moved our pass from our rental to their car. Essentially, you need to have a pass on display when you park anywhere within Banff. Banff is also a town in addition to the national park, in case people who are listening do not know that in advance. Speaking of towns, we also spend a really nice afternoon in Canmore and specifically went to lunch at Community Love a Pun, so that's a huge bonus for Canmore. When we first arrived in Banff at the National Park, we actually tried to squeeze in one hike pre-wedding, and that was actually a fantastic hike to Boom Lake. And Boom Lake was actually recommended by the Fergusons. So the bride's family, they had the Ferguson family favorite hikes guide. And that's one of the ones listed. Of course, always listen to local recommendations. And Boom Lake was a little bit farther west than the entrance of the Banff National Park. So there were fewer people, I would say. And it was a beautiful hike It's something called hiking out and back. So it's not a loop. You hike straight to a destination and you have to retrace your steps. But it was okay because the destination was this pristine lake and it was absolutely beautiful. And there was maybe six people there. So fantastic first introduction to the area. Yeah, I agree. We had an amazing time. After this particular hike, it was time for the wedding. So we can't give you too much details because, I mean, We could, but these are not activities that other people can do. But it was amazing. We had a great time. The bride's grandmother had this sort of club who works in keeping alive some of the local traditions. And they were the ones who made all the pies for the wedding that served as essentially a wedding cake. It was just a bunch of pies and it was amazing in some way. But all in all, we had a great time, of course. And again, all our congratulations to Tom and Taryn for this amazing wedding. The following day, because we had to kind of work out the whole eating and drinking and dancing, we walked around Banff just to kind of recover. And it it is a very lovely town. It is very touristy, much busier than I expected it to be, but very beautiful. You are constantly surrounded by those amazing mountains all around you and those massive forests of pine trees and those lakes. Ah, it's just gorgeous. You can see glaciers directly from uh, the town of Banff, it's absolutely amazing. And we had beaver tail. Beaver tail, if you're not familiar, is sort of a fried dough thing that kind of looks like a beaver tail and is packed with you know, chocolate or marshmallows or Reese's pieces or whatever you want to put on it. Apparently it's a relatively new thing, but it's become very popular very quickly. And we had to try it and we understand why. It's amazing. I have to say, despite the fact that it's super loaded with sweets, um, it's like surprisingly light and fluffy. <laughs> yeah, we were able to like eat a full one between the two of us without much of an issue, even though we had just had a big lunch. After walking through Banff and eating our way through it, we wanted to do more hiking. And in order to do that, we decided to go to Lake Louise and Lake Moraine, which are two very famous hiking spots in Banff National Park. To do this, our uh, advice and the one we receive and the one we are passing on to you is to do a reservation for the shuttle service. There is a parking lot that's located about 15 minutes from both lakes. If you have a reservation for the shuttle, you can very easily go to the lakes and you also have access to a free transfer shuttle that goes between both lakes. So you can do parking lot, Lake Moraine, Lake Louise, and then come back very easily. 
we uh, mostly spent time at Lake Moraine. We hiked what is called a hike towards the Constellation Lakes, which are two smaller lakes a bit away from Lake Moraine, and we highly recommend that hike. It was incredible. Lake Moraine itself is so beautiful. It was very busy, but as soon as we got on a hike to the Constellation Lakes, we had the whole place to ourselves. And those lakes were also amazing. So much scrambling, a view I cannot even describe. It's worth it. If you're in the area, please go there. We also went back to Lake Louise, which was extremely busy. It's very well known, very touristy. We watched it for a bit and then we just headed back to the parking lot. So we liked the Moraine Lake, the Lake Moraine, much better. But of course, Lake Louise also looks incredible. Right. And for accessibility purposes, I guess there is accessible paths around both lakes, but it seems like maybe there's a more accessible option at Lake Louise. But if you want beautiful, pristine nature, maybe opportunities to get away from the crowd, but still see these famous lakes, I would definitely head and book Lake Moraine, specifically the Lake Moraine shuttle. Oh, there is a fee as well for booking the service. And I think we paid something like $32 for four adults. Overall, this was a fabulous week filled with love and friendship times. So when it comes to talking about turbulence, there's really not that much to talk about. But if we have to nitpick, for me, I guess it was poor timing for Quentin and I to attempt to climb Nose Hill in the middle of the afternoon. So Nose Hill is exactly what it sounds like, a giant hill protruding from Calgary that you can climb. It's a beautiful park area with a beautiful overlook out onto the city of Calgary. But of course, when you try to do this in the heat of the summer in the middle of the afternoon with basically no water, yes, not a good idea. So we only made it maybe 15 minutes up this hill and it's a huge hill and it didn't really have any cover or shade. So we gave up. (laughs) And went back to Karen's house. So (laughs) if you're going to do it, I recommend maybe not middle of the afternoon and or pack a lot of water. Yeah, it's really something I think is important when you go hiking or walking for long distances. It's okay to know your limits and say, you know what, today's not the day. And that day was not the day for us. (laughs) It's okay. We did great on the other hikes. And for me, in terms of turbulence, I mean, again, it's very nitpicky, like Juan said. I would have loved to have more time at Studio Bell, but I had to go get a haircut before the wedding. And the other thing that I could mention is, oh, as we're driving this rental car, Susie and Alex, who are, as we explained, hiking and uh, carpooling buddies, mentioned that every time they get onto a rental car or they borrow someone's car, something goes wrong with it. And at the second they said that, we started hearing a weird noise coming from the rental car. It turns out to be kind of nothing. It was just a tiny piece of plastic under the car that was not properly attached. But it was a very kind of not scary, but kind of serendipitous moment in the worst way possible. And the other thing I would mention is a tiny turbulence. Again, really nitpicky. When we go to Lake Moraine and Lake Louise, we really were considering doing some canoe. Canadians love canoeing. We love canoeing. Let's do it. The rental price, the rental fee for one canoe on either of those lakes for half an hour is over $100. Expect to spend 130 or 150 Canadian dollars just to spend 30 minutes or an hour on a canoe. To us, that was just way too much. We did not do it. 
Right, and we're a group of four, and the maximum capacity of a canoe was three people, so it definitely didn't work for us. Yeah, even I think even if it had just been three of us, that's like forty dollars per person for just a canoe. I would not have agreed with it. But anyway, that was really nitpicky, and really, as you can see, we've had a great time all in all. And that brings us to flying high, the highlights of the week for us. Oh, hands down, absolutely, the most glorious part of the week for us was attending the wedding of our good friends Taryn and Tom. So Taryn and Tom were actually our former roommates when we lived in London and I had met Taryn over 10 years ago when we studied abroad together in Vienna and Taryn you can say was one of the reasons Quentin and I met so she's a very special friend and by association we had met Tom now close to a decade too and he has become a really fantastic friend as well. So watching these two getting married and to hear their beautiful vows and also to see this wedding being such a beautiful and accurate representation of who they are was pe- as people was such a privilege. So all of our best to our friends Taryn and Tom. May you hike in beautiful places for the rest of your lives together. Yeah, what she said. <laughs> <laughs> No, of course, of course, the wedding was absolutely the highlight for us, but Han has expressed it much better than I could. We are just deliriously happy for uh, our friends to finally get married. I mean, they had been together and very happy for years before that, but it's really nice to be able to share into those very special moments with uh, with our friends. Right. So more of the story, if you can get married at Banff National Park, just do it. It's yeah, glorious. Yeah. Yes, it's it's worth, uh, if you live a bit further out, it's still worth making it maybe to Banff. So I had to pick other things than the wedding as flying high, but of course, this was also my, my main one. But otherwise, I would mention the hikes. I don't know if we really made it clear throughout this episode, but the Banff National Park is absolutely beautiful. Any hike you do there is going to be gorgeous. You're going to have incredible views everywhere you look. It is worth it. Even like a 15-20 minutes walk will bring you to see things you would never believe. It was just incredible. We just had a great time. In particular, for me, I love spotting the marmots they have there. They're called Hori marmots, and they're local to the area. And those marmots are not really shy. If anything, they kind of climb on rocks, take poses for you to take pictures of them. I had a great time just following marmots throughout uh, throughout the hikes we we did. It was a a very funny moment. Yeah, that's right. If you check Quentin's camera roll, it's like two pictures of us and 30 of these marmots. Yeah, and videos as well, because I wanted to <laughs> capture them moving. You know, you really want to get that gracefulness in there. <laughs> and the other thing that I would mention as a tiny flying high is, if you remember, in the Hoi An episode in Vietnam, I got some custom suits made, and Juan also got some gifts for Tom and Taryn, some bathrobes, and also got shoes made, etc. We had a lot of stuff. And we're trying to ship it to Canada, and it worked out perfectly well. We were afraid it would get there a bit late, we were afraid it would get lost, and it did not. We were able to get all the stuff we needed, with plenty of time to spare. And then when we sent some stuff back, because for as a reminder, we're still traveling with just one backpack each, so we could not carry the suits throughout our, our Camino de Santiago and whatnot, we sent it back to the US, to Juan's parents, and again, it has had zero problems, so we're very happy with that shipping. Okay, and with that, that wraps up our time in Canada, which is a country we've visited before and have no doubt we'll be back. 
I know for me, I need to go see Banff in every season because I bet there is something new to be discovered all the time. And there's even hot springs. We gotta try to find those next time. Next week, we'll head across the Atlantic, this time to enjoy the joie de vivre of the south of France. And as we said in the previous episode, our schedule may be a bit shaky for the upcoming weeks, but that should not stop you from following us on Instagram at invitealongpodcast. Or contacting us by email, invitealong at gmail.com. We've been receiving a few emails and it always makes us so happy. So long for now. Bye-bye.